Section three of A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. A Sentimental Journey Through France and Italy by Lawrence Stern. Section three. Calais i perceived that something darkened the passage more than myself as i stepped along it to my room it was effectually monsieur dessin the master of the hotel who had just returned from vespers and with his hat under his arm was most complacently following me to put me in mind of my wants I had wrote myself pretty well out of conceit with the désobligeant, and Monsieur Dessin speaking of it with a shrug, as if it would no way suit me, it immediately struck my fancy that it belonged to some innocent traveller, who on his return home had left it to Monsieur Dessin's honour to make the most of four months had elapsed since it had finished its career of europe in the corner of m dessin's coach-yard and having sallied out from thence but a vamped-up business at the first though it had been twice taken to pieces on mount senis it had not profited much by its adventures but by none so little as the standing so many months unpitied in the corner of M. Dessin's coach-yard. Much indeed was not to be said for it, but something might, and when a few words will rescue misery out of her distress, I hate the man who can be a churl of them now was i the master of this hotel said i laying the point of my forefinger on m dessin's breast i would inevitably make a point of getting rid of this unfortunate désobligeant it stands swinging reproaches at you every time you pass by it mon dieu said m dessin i have no interest except the interest said i which men of a certain turn of mind take monsieur dessin in their own sensations i'm persuaded to a man who feels for others as well as for himself every rainy night disguise it as you will must cast a damp upon your spirits you suffer monsieur dessin as much as the machine i have always observed when there is as much sour as sweet in a compliment that an englishman is eternally at a loss within himself whether to take it or let it alone a frenchman never is monsieur dessin made me a bow c'est bien vrai said he but in this case i should only exchange one disquietude for another and with loss figure to yourself my dear sir that in giving you a chaise which would fall to pieces before you had got half-way to paris 
figure to yourself how much i should suffer in giving an ill impression of myself to a man of honour and lying at the mercy as i must do d'un homme d'esprit the dose was made up exactly after my own prescription so i could not help tasting it and returning monsieur dessin his bow without more casuistry we walked together towards his remise to take a view of his magazine of chaises in the street calais it must needs be a hostile kind of a world when the buyer if it be but of a sorry post-chaise cannot go forth with the seller thereof into the street to terminate the difference between them but he instantly falls into the same frame of mind and views his conventionist with the same sort of eye as if he was going along with him to hyde park corner to fight a duel for my own part being but a poor swordsman and no way a match for monsieur dessin i felt the rotation of all the movements within me to which the situation is incident i looked at monsieur dessin through and through eyed him as he walked along in profile then en face thought him like a jew then a turk disliked his wig cursed him by my gods wished him at the devil and is all this to be lighted up in the heart for a beggarly account of three or four louis d'or which is the most i can be overreached in base passion said i turning myself about as a man naturally does upon a sudden reverse of sentiment base ungentle passion thy hand is against every man and every man's hand is against thee heaven forbid said she raising her hand up to her forehead for i had turned full in front upon the lady whom i had seen in conference with the monk she had followed us unperceived heaven forbid indeed said i offering her my own she had a black pair of silk gloves open only at the thumb and two forefingers so accepted it without reserve and i led her up to the door of the remise monsieur dessin had diabled the key above fifty times before he had found out he had come with a wrong one in his hand we were as impatient as himself to have it opened and so attentive to the obstacle that i continued holding her hand almost without knowing it so that monsieur dessin left us together with her hand in mine and with our faces turned towards the door of the remise and said he would be back in five minutes now a colloquy of five minutes in such a situation is worth one of as many ages with your faces turned towards the street in the latter case tis drawn from the objects and occurrences without when your eyes are fixed upon a dead blank you draw purely from yourselves 
a silence of a single moment upon m dessein's leaving us had been fatal to the situation she had infallibly turned about so i began the conversation instantly but what were the temptations as i write not to apologize for the weaknesses of my heart in this tour but to give an account of them shall be described with the same simplicity with which i felt them the remise door calais when i told the reader that i did not care to get out of the desobligeants because i saw the monk in close conference with a lady just arrived at the inn i told him the truth but i did not tell him the whole truth for i was as full as much restrained by the appearance and figure of the lady he was talking to suspicion crossed my brain and said he was telling her what had passed something jarred upon it within me i wished him at his convent when the heart flies out before the understanding it saves the judgment a world of pains i was certain she was of a better order of beings however i thought no more of her but went on and wrote my preface the impression returned upon my encounter with her in the street a guarded frankness with which she gave me her hand showed i thought her good education and her good sense and as i led her on i felt a pleasurable ductility about her which spread a calmness over all my spirits good god how a man might lead such a creature as this round the world with him i had not yet seen her face twas not material for the drawing was instantly set about and long before we had got to the door of the remise fancy had finished the whole head and pleased herself as much with its fitting her goddess as if she had dived into the tiber for it but thou art a seduced and a seducing slut and albeit thou cheatest us seven times a day with thy pictures and images yet with so many charms dost thou do it and thou deckest out thy pictures in the shapes of so many angels of light tis a shame to break with thee when we had got to the door of the remise she withdrew her hand from across her forehead and let me see the original it was a face of about six-and-twenty of a clear transparent brown simply set off without rouge or powder it was not critically handsome but there was that in it which in the frame of mind i was in attached me much more to it it was interesting i fancied it wore the characters of a widowed look and in that state of its declension which had passed the two first paroxysms of sorrow and was quietly beginning to reconcile itself to its loss but a thousand other distresses might have traced the same lines 
I wished to know what they had been, and was ready to inquire. Had the same bon ton of conversation permitted, as in the days of Esdras, what aileth thee, and why art thou disquieted, and why is thy understanding troubled? In a word, I felt benevolence for her, and resolved some way or other to throw in my might of courtesy, if not of service. Such were my temptations, and in this disposition to give way to them was I left alone with the lady with her hand in mine, and with our faces both turned closer to the door of the remise than what was absolutely necessary. End of section three. Recording by Martin Giessen in Hazelmere, Surrey.